Welcome to the Walt Weekly Podcast with your host, Walter Latham Sr. and co-host, Michelle Sweeney McCombs. Hey, welcome to the Walt Weekly, everybody. My name is Walter Latham, and I'm joined by your co-host, Michelle Sweeney McCombs, and we have our panel with us today, who Michelle will be introducing. But the topic of today's show, gun control, Johnny has an AK-47. You know, now what should we as black people do about that? And that's what the show is going to be about. Yeah. Exactly what should black folks' position on guns be anyway, right? Do we embrace our Second Amendment rights or should we do nothing and remain defenseless? Our children are dying. Men, our men, our women are dying. We need to reconsider our position because the white man would never, never, ever give up his gun. And he keeps them for offensive purposes. Why would you have 10 AK-47s, uh, uh, 9mm and all that kind of stuff, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition? That's not defensive. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we appreciate your patience. Okay, uh, Michelle? Hey, well, yeah, I'm excited for this topic as well. So much gun violence going on. So welcome, everybody, to the Walt Weekly Podcast, Friday Night Live. Thank you to our live audience for joining us. And please follow the Walt Weekly and share this podcast by clicking the share button below. The Walt Weekly is brought to you by Michelle Sweeney Hair and, Hair and Skin Care. Uh, intro and outro music is provided by Uncle Nephew. Major contributors, Charlotte Harris, Dina Ramsey, from North Carolina, and Judy C. Andrews from New York City, one of our also past panel members. Thank you for all your donations and your time that you put in with the Walt Weekly. So tonight we have Ernest J. Robinson out of Washington, D.C., Sergeant and newly re-enlisted U.S. Marine Corps, Senior Consultant at B. Ernest Leadership and Professional Consultant. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I will introduce the other panel members as they come in. Thank you all for being here. Please share the podcast and like and follow us at thewaltweekly.com, Instagram, and Facebook at The Walt Weekly. Back to you, Walter. All right. Thank you, Michelle. As I was saying, you know, what are we as black folks? What should our mindset be? And I'm going to address this to Ernest right now, by the way. Thank you, Ernest, for joining. What should the mindset of guns be I don't, for black people, for the community? One, I uh, appreciate uh, you and Michelle uh, for allowing me to uh, to join you all this evening. Um, as it pertains to, you know, the mindset, I, I, honestly, I believe that we should, we should have a mindset, an open mindset of um of, of and, and education to open it open to education of what it means for gun safety, what it means for having guns and um and kind of really get to the root issue of of some of the issues that are happening within our community. Um I mean that's kind of a broad question to ask like what the mindset is like what what do you mean as far as mindset in, in what regard? All right, I think the contrast um, I should have stated was I believe that we are of the mind to let's get rid of the guns and, you know, and, uh, you know, that's a democratic, you know, as far as Democrats are concerned, there should be no gun ownership, this and that. 
But, you know, if you look at a Republican side, the conservative side, you know, they embrace the Second Amendment, okay? Mm-hmm. And their mindset is, you know, you're not going to take this this gun. The only way you can get it is if you take it out of my cold, dead hands. I think that Charlton Essen said that at, at some convention some years back. And I, I think, and I know, all right, that we should take a different uh, perspective. Maybe mindset is not the word, right word. Maybe our perspective or our approach right. to gun ownership should change. I think we should embrace the Second Amendment. And I'm not saying go out and buy 100 guns and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't want to jump ahead either. So I want to back up a little bit, but that's that's what I was alluding to, Ernest. And and I get it. And, and that was re- the reason why I was saying it was so that way, one, we can put context behind what we mean by it. Um, and as it pertains to, you know, embracing of the Second Amendment, I think we should embrace all of the amendments. And I think that there should be just an understanding of, and a level of responsibility as it pertains to all of our liberties and freedoms that we have. And then as we and as the discussion that we one that we're going to have, you know, uh, evolves, I think that we'll be able to kind of tie that together to how we can be more open minded uh, and embrace the Second Amendment just the same, but still with the level of responsibility. The number of guns that anyone owns um, isn't uh, dangerous if it's if everything is handled responsibly. Right. Okay. All right. So this is what I want to I want to add, and not add to that, but I want to just pivot a little bit, right? All right. So in those states, all right, primarily the southern states, Midwest, in those states with restrictions, with little or no restrictions, do you think that we're going to get into a uh, a place where I can see you in a bar? And you would somebody, let's say, I like, or you would my whatever. I can walk up to you and say, Ernest, meet me outside. All right. And we both go outside and we draw down, just like the Westerns. You like know, West. I'm your Huckleberry. I mean, in the, in the states where they got, you know, gun, no gun laws, everybody can go and get their weapons, you know, that's where, that's where we're heading. Don't you yeah. think? Especially in St. Louis. Yeah. Right? I was there before the pandemic and it was just, the, the Uber driver had a gun in their glove compartment. She was telling me that it's legal to have it. They have that line, that racial division out there as well. But she said the most deaths out there are from young people because you can be 16 and get a gun. So it's basically the yeah. Wild Wild West out there in St. Louis, which is horrible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, so I, one, to answer your, your first question, well, no, we'll never get to that particular point because there's not enough decency to be respectful and and approach somebody where there's equal opportunity for... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, right. yes, yes, yes. I, I know. Even ground, you know, level ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, nah, there's no, there's no respect yeah, for that, yeah. Yeah, uh-uh. And, yeah. and, and, and most are... are, are too cowardly in that particular way 
not just the the wild wild west, but yes, in the 1700s, 1800s, they still used some of those particular forms. And it was actually you actually drew either a card, and so like like you know in, in spades, like whoever get the highest card, you know, draw um, deals or whatever the case may be. So right. that's how it was done. The person who chose the highest card got to shoot first. Yeah. You have to oh. stand there mm-hmm. and wait for the person to <laughs> fire a shot. Right. If you withstood mm-hmm. the shot, then now you have to stand there <laughs> and have right. that person yeah. shoot you. You have Yeah, that's that, wait, what do you think happened to Alexander Hamilton, right? Yeah. In Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Those those standoffs, though, that, that's long gone because they no one, they don't have, they they barely have enough to, no to actually fight a person. Yeah, no respect. Yeah, I'm gonna get and you first cowards. before you get me. Yeah, yeah. I'm get you first before you get me. That's the mentality. Yeah, I'm get you in the Walmart parking lot. I'll get you in Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, go in and kill everybody. That's what's happening. So, uh, yeah, I was, you know, the thing that. I uncovered that that somewhat uh, disturbed me while I was doing the research for this show is that as of May 1st, there were 13,959 people who got killed by guns in the U.S. Wow. And that's roughly 115 deaths every day. This is men, women, and children. Oh, outrageous. Uh, Also... I just want to add that deaths by suicide made up the vast majority of gun death violence this year. There's been an average of about 66 deaths by suicide yes. per day in 2023. 20 and at least almost nearly 23 of those are veterans. Wow. 66 every day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Mental yeah. illness. Yeah. And so when you got all these guns floating around, and, you know, people that, you know, are mentally ill or, or kids or this and that, to get their hands on these, these guns. But that yet and still, I will not yield to the fact that everybody should be armed. That's what I'm, right. I'm thinking. I mean, one, I know that we have some other, you know, questions or things that we, how we want to frame it, but it's kind of hard because it's a fluid conversation, right? And yes. When we're, when we're discussing... Why why there are so many shootings, why there are so many people who are dying by guns, we're not actually looking at the issue as into what's causing the person to want to be violent and what's causing a person to want to, you know, either homicide homicidal ideations or suicidal ideations, right? And right. So whether a person has access to a high powered, you know, weapon or a single shot. Does it shouldn't matter it, it as long as we can address the reasons why they're doing and mitigate that. So it's, it's one thing we sit there and say, okay, well these all these people are committing suicide by gun. Well, that's just one of the quickest ways of, methods of doing it. If right. they did it by pills because there's nothing else there, if they did it because they consume bleach or anything else, I mean those things are kind of painful. You know, there, I mean, are there less people that are jumping off the San Francisco Bridge, which was one of the things that was actually killing a lot of people in California at a period of time? They're already going to get rid of the bridge because, you know, people are jumping. So, I mean, it's, yeah, we have to look at the cause 
and address that to be able to to provide the support necessary so that people are not feeling that they need to end their own lives or take someone else's life. Okay. Michelle, before I hit these questions, I just yeah, want to do yeah, this I background. Agree. I agree. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, having AK, whatever they are, these big machine guns, military guns, you know, it's just outrageous. I could see if you want to bear arms and protect yourself, but protect yourself from who? Each other? You know, other countries. I know London, they're not allowed to, to have guns unless you're a police officer or military. A lot of people get stabbed out there. You know, I have yeah. friends out there yeah. and they said, you don't, hear, you don't have gun violence like that. So, you know, having guns, you know, plus, you know, I'm nervous about it because you hear about children finding their parents' guns, Right. Or finding the key to get into the safe, you know, right. bullied. You know, it it just escalates to a lot of things, and I just feel like, you know, if you have a weapon, you know, depending on your mentality and your mental health, you may just, you know, crack and go out there and just blast a few people. And why do you need so many guns? You know, where you know you have people that have guns, a whole garage full for what? Why are you collecting them? What what is that? Like I don't I don't understand that. That's not that's not a healthy person, a healthy mind frame for someone to have that many guns. You're planning something eventually. That's yeah, you have them. You're going to use them, right? I'm, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. I feel that way. But and and that and that well could be true. It's possible. But I also think that most people who have that that many guns, there are people who collect knives. There are people who collect swords. Uh, and have a an entire display of them, walls of it, a whole bunch of them. Are there people who are extreme? Yes, but most some of them people who are extreme can have four or five guns, as opposed to a person who has fifty of them and ain't going to do nothing to nobody because they just happen to like it. So, is it excessive? Yes, if we look at it, it becomes excessive. Uh, but again, somebody who has a lot of weapons, knives. I mean, because in the military we collect. K bars, we collect swords, we collect, you know, all kinds of things, mini knives, small knives, uh, uh, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with it. Many of the people who are committing some of these crimes are not collectors. There are people who get who gain access to one or two firearms. To your point, as it is, is a, it is excessive to have an AK-47 because it's a, is a it is a weapon that's used out on the mm-hmm. battlefield. Right, right. But a 30-06, where I used to, I used to sell guns in Walmart, and if you're 18 years of old, 18 mm. years of age, you can buy a shotgun. You can buy wow. a rifle. You can buy a high-powered 30-06 rifle mm-hmm. that comes with the scope on it. Okay. That shoots a seven point, uh, seven point six five millimeter round. I do believe, right? That's what so, I don't understand. Why would you need to have these weapons like that? Why? Why? What? What is the purpose of having that unless you have intentions on doing something? Like no, it should be. Guns. It should not be. I mean, even a shotgun, like a handgun, is okay. You know, if you want to bear arms and protect yourself. But, and you know, in my mind. Yeah, they want to hunt people though. Like no, no, <laughs> it's not no, just no, for no. hunting. Then it's not using it for hunting. Yeah, you can't use the AK forty seven for hunting. I don't believe so. No, no, no so, he's talking no, about the so, rifle. The rifle, the rifles. Right? Yes, they use for hunting. The shotguns they also use for hunting because you use it for for um for ducks. 
Yeah, we grew up yeah, on so that. Hunt, yeah. Do you go hunting, Walter? Oh, as a kid, I used to. But not now. No, I only you have a, a you know, defensive. I got defensive. It's, it's for home. It's, you know, it's license here. I don't go travel, but I can protect my home. At least I can try. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I, but, um, Michelle, I see the fact, I see your point about how people have perverted the use of weapons, right? But again, if it was used in a uh, in a malicious way, kind of turns people off to it. But those weapons that I've sold at Walmart and some that I probably still sold in some places in Walmart were used for the purposes of hunting. And there were background checks that were done in order for those individuals to receive those weapons. So whether it was a... Uh, a rifle that was purchased, uh, whether it was a shotgun that was purchased, whether it was a handgun that was purchased, all of those weapons were purchased legally. So the issue comes into is not the legal possession of these particular weapons, but it becomes the use of the weapons. And back to the point that I was making about how do we deter someone's ideation for homicide or suicide and not necessarily the purchase of the the weapon itself? Well, you know, I've come across uh, some revealing, uh, I would somewhat startled, to find out that most of the deaths from guns occur in Texas, California, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Illinois, and Louisiana. And that the New York metropolitan region is the safest part of the U.S. mainland when it comes to guns. I, you know, I didn't hear it. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was just, you know, unique city, urban area. Boom, boom. No, it's the South and the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it, well, yeah, and well, California, yeah. California is the most populated state in the in the country, so it would it, I I can definitely believe the simple fact of them being on there, um, but Illinois is also on there, so that's yeah, but that's the Midwest, um, and and mainly uh, Chicago. I'm sure they probably throw some 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 stats from Gary, Indiana, in there. Um, but yes, a lot of those southern states are the ones who do a lot of the the shootings and killings. Yeah, yeah. I was, I say, you know, our home state, and I, when I say our, Ernest, I'm not sure you're in North Carolina or Virginia, but North Carolina's on the list. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's really going out of hand. Yeah. You know, to mention North Charlotte's Carolina. It's a little New York. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, forget about it. But anyway, I'm going to move to the questions now. Ernest, you know, you you were right on time. Uh, but let's go back to it, all right? And these are for you and Michelle, all right? We have had numerous shows about gun violence, which y'all guys know. I can go back in the archives after almost 200 shows that we've done. And I think maybe 5 to 10% of those are about gun violence. All right. So in the interim, gun laws in predominantly southern, western, and midwest countries are continuing to loosen gun restrictions. So what do you think that is? 
for me looking at it, it it doesn't sound like. Uh, I mean, I, I think one is a waste of time when we when when they're doing that because again, the the restrictions for guns. We're not talking about people who are follow, who abide by the law who are going to break the law. So, what's the purpose of making it so restrictive, right? And even furthermore, people who are going to follow the law, there's there's no need to make it uh, less restrictive because those who are going to follow the law are always going to follow the law. Those who are going to break the law, then those are the issues, that's the issues that we need to to follow. So I think we. I'm still a proponent of figuring out what the issues are for the for the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Issues for homicide or suicide, and you know, right. and, and I, honestly, I think they do it just to be agitating to those who who are are concerned about the levels of gun violence. So if I res- if I if I loosen the restrictions, now I get to promote fear of more violence and the numbers that you are reporting are from from where the restrictions are currently at mm-hmm. so if we're loosening the restrictions now there's a a, a, a possibility that the violence is going to increase because now more it's, it's less restrictive but i don't believe that those who committed the crimes were following the law in the well, obviously clearly they didn't follow the law in the first place um, but I think right. it's just done to agitate people. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that too. You know, I mean, I don't care which way they go, it doesn't matter. You know, you could change the law, people are still going to do what the hell they want to do. But I just feel like it should be a restriction on the type of gun you have. You know, I, I understand you're trying to protect your family, your home, but there should be restrictions on what type of weapons you are. You have, especially when there's mental illness in the home. You know, Sandy Hook, all these school oh, yeah. shootings. You know, you these, people had, yeah. at least, you know, that's the, you know, the tag that they gave them was mental illness. You know, the parents, you know, that this, this, this mental illness person lived with, knowing that there's guns in the house, knowing he snaps. Because, you know, that, that person that killed those children or anyone that snaps like that, it just didn't happen. There's something going on in that home, you know. That that they either have fear of their fam- the family members either have fear of that person, knowing they're crazy. They don't want to say anything, you know. It's it's just a whole lot of scenarios that you can say about that. But I just feel like they should just restrict certain guns if you're going to have it. Why do you need an AK? You know, one of those and a rifle and and all of these, you know, war uh, weapons. Why do you need that? What are you doing? You know, it's like they're preparing for something that we're we're unaware of. I mean, you don't think the insurrection was a perfect example? If they had got in there, if they got to those politicians, what they would have done to them? They don't think that wasn't a that wasn't a clue. Well, that's a segue okay. to my next question. What okay, good. do you think the underlying reason for this is? And I think that you address part of it, but that's one of my questions. Civil war. I think there's a greater. Go ahead. There's a bigger picture. Civil war. Civil war. If they don't get a hold on things the way this country is running, the country is divided in many ways. Many, many ways. And I just feel like it's going to be a civil war. One, they're still not giving us props. They're not teaching our children our history. 
about slavery. They're trying to still, you know, kick it under the, the rug, you know. But in, 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 in school, you're learning about the Holocaust. You're learning about this country's Holocaust, that one. Just, you know, everything but your own, you know. And eventually, you know, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime, but it's going to be a civil war because you have these Karens, you had Trump. You know, people's mindset has changed over the past eight years. You know, they're, they're, you know, people are colder. You know, they ha- have no fear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just people are just like, I'm out for myself, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm going to get you before you get me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just people don't give a damn anymore. It's just a tragic, a tragedy. You know, even New Yorkers, you know. They they think they're getting together to help someone, but look what happens. You know, the incident in the um, subway. They're trying to protect the people on the train from this mental illness young man, and they ended up, you know, strangling him. I mean, killing him, choking him to death. You know, and I, I feel like that law, the chokehold, should not just be for the police. It's for anybody. If you got common sense, you're going to kill somebody. You have them in that hole. And it's just people will hurt you, you know, instead of helping you. So, Ernest... Did you want to make any further uh, comments on that? So, I mean, so I, I do agree that, you know, there's there's a pen. I, one, I have to believe this, this one, this country has been divided for, since the inception of the country. It wasn't like, again, it was already inhabited. There, a whole entire, you know, genocide occurred. An entire people was taken from their homelands, brought here into slavery. We, you know, we we had, you know, we got next month it was, you know, commemorating Juneteenth because of, you know, because of the Civil War and an emancipation of, of slaves, the 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 Jim Crow, the this, the that. This the, the country hasn't necessarily really been together. There's been we've been we've had periods of time where it was very much tolerable. And experiences that based upon our age uh and and where we grew up in life, where some of these things were not a part of our everyday life or a part of our families or a part of our you know, stories that we that we told one another. You know, but at at what point in time were were we ever really together or actually united and in 2021 we can have an entire party of individuals thousands of individuals storm the united states capitol make threats against the vice president to hang him Look and storm through, you know, bust through all these, and and then and then now move on, and then have current members of Congress mm-hmm. dance around, ce- celebrate those individuals who went there, and try to rewrite history the same way history was rewritten mm-hmm. when the Civil War had ended, and they elevated uh, uh, Robert E. Lee. And Andrew and and Jackson and and all of them were of kids and be where and I don't know if you're aware of this, but they've actually changed the names of those military installations that were named after Confederate so, uh, generals. Oh, okay, that's right. Great. I remember that. And and so, then they weren't they even taking down the statues as well? Correct. 
the statues have been statues have been removed, and they've actually right. named renamed Fort Lee, which is which is named after Robert E. Lee, is now named after uh is is Fort Greg Adams. I'm not gonna get into this, but I'm just kind of just laying it out. Yeah, okay, there. no, no problem. Uh, yeah, Fort Greg Adams, which is after the one of the first black lieutenant generals and thinking aviation. Uh, Lieutenant General Gregg and 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 Lieutenant Adams. She was one of the first African American women to lead the all black woman unit uh, after World War One. Um, and so, well, a lot of those things are re- right, but they're repeating themselves to where we allow for people to be silent about the things that are happening within our communities, and we are not putting ourselves in a position to influence what laws are being discussed, how things are being attacked or addressed rather, not attacked, but addressed so that way we can make the most positive changes within our communities um, and have control and autonomy ourselves. I agree. I agree, Ernest. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. I want to move on to uh, the next question. And this is, the AK-47 assault weapon rifle, all right? And I know that we banned it for about 10 years. Is that right, Ernest? Wasn't it banned? Yes, under Bill Clinton, yes. Yeah, and it, uh, and the murder rates, like, you know, these, these uh, shootings dropped, all right? And once it was expired or reactivated or whatever, then we saw this steady increase uh, in uh, shootings. But okay. On, wait, wait. Now, before you finish the question, we got to put that in yeah. context because during that time, there was also the implementation of the Crimes Act Bill of 1994, which is when, the, around the time that that was actually happening. So you're talking about during the, the, the very uh, two years in the beginning of Clinton's administration into the last six years of his administration to where those things have stopped. Also, uh, the uh, stop and frisk had also stopped in during that time, and or, I mean, actually increased during that time. And so, therefore, uh, what you're talking about, yeah, it was avoided because there were illegal practices that were happening where people were being stopped. You had the three strikes law where everyone was afraid and a lot of people were being locked away. Um, and so... That plays a part into the reduction of some of those uh, crimes, but not necessarily attributed to the fact that the AK-47 itself had been banned because Colorbine had happened during that time. The, uh, Timothy McVeigh had ran into the to, to the daggone government building, killing all those people and those kids and those children that was in that building. There was a number of things, a lot of killings and and, and still um, uh, mass shootings that, that took place during that time frame. So it's, again, just contextually, but I mean, please but go ahead and finish the question. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's very informative. I'm glad you that you uh, did that, you know, laid that background. You know, I think that uh, the assault weapons are not necessary for defensive pur- purposes in terms of private property. Okay. Uh, and they should be banned, all right? But you know, there's a lot of pushback on that. 
but I, I don't think anybody should have an AK-47. If I, if they have it, I can, I want to get me one. <laughs> what do you think about that? No, yes, <laughs> I, I don't. No, AK-47s are not. It, it's it's a it's an unnecessary weapon to have for the purposes of hunting or protection of your home, um, because most people don't know necessarily how to use it, uh, zero it, all those different things that we use in the military or in law enforcement. And even for that simple fact, I mean, even law enforcement doesn't necessarily need it. The only thing that they're the the argument for the, the the justification for it is because well if it's in the street then we need to be equipped with the same caliber of of weapon. So in in that particular case, I, I see the the rationale behind it. But to your point and that I agree with that I think it's an unnecessary caliber of weapon uh, to 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 have uh, where you can protect your home uh, efficiently enough with either a shotgun. A handgun um, or another type of weapon that's not necessarily an assault weapon or combat or, or a weapon that's used in combat. Yeah, what about a seven iron? <laughs> wow, a nine iron, a driver. <laughs> yeah, all those right. Things work too. All of those things. Yeah. But see, but so I want to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you want the reason why people may not use those? Because it's personal. If you hit somebody in their head or in their body. And you have to con, and then to, to actually subdue a person. That's the reason why people want to use weapons. Is because they, I mean, there's a, they want to keep distance. That's one thing, but now people are 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 really trying to defend to a point just to get the person away. Like they'll use a fight or flight thing to actually, and then to try to kill somebody or harm somebody uh, out of fear more so than just the actual defense of their of their property. To Walter, yeah. I'd like to go to an audience question, if you don't mind. No, um, go ahead. Please. Blockchain, blockchain is asking Ernest, are you, were you talking about the last six years of the Clinton administration? The last six years and into the beginning of the Bush administration, because that was part of where the increase, because Giuliani was the mayor. So Giuliani had increased stop and frisk uh, right correct uh, yeah that is correct so, that is correct yeah and right and, and stop and frisk in 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 a lot of areas chicago um and, and many of the areas that that were kind of uh overrun with 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 high crime and violence and things of that nature stop and frisk had been kind of rescinded or the, the terry versus ohio had been kind of rescinded or more or less violated and a lot of people were um you know, were being stopped unnecessarily. So that kind of did have an impact on on violence and, and it did get some guns off the street. And during that time too, there were more uh, amnesty boxes and uh, the, uh, uh, like they were paying for guns to get off the street. Like, you know, you brought a gun in and they would give you two, three hundred dollars for the gun, and so that was one of the ways that they, you know, many ways that they actually cleaned up some of the streets. Problem is, what happened to those guns? Right, they redistributed. They probably and, resold. And, right, redistributed. Right, right. So I mean, so but yes, a lot of those things had happened, and yes, I, I was referring to the last six years, but also into the Bush administration. So that'll be probably the first three or four years between. 2000 and 2003 but then after the obviously after 2000 we had 9-11 and there were some other issues that took place so that also kind of stopped a lot of 
of violence as well because there wasn't as much violence in 2001, 2002, and 2003 when the war started um, than, than what we're seeing now. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that question, Blockchain. Yes, thank you. Do you feel safe, Michelle, when you go out, you know, shopping and stuff? You know, like it's that? so funny that you said that. I was just having that conversation with someone. I actually, since you know the pandemic had happened, I got so spoiled with um, Instacart, you know, and then going into mm-hmm. these stores. I, I I just feel better doing that. I do not take the train unless I have to, and if I do, I'm getting on it with someone. So. The last time I was on the train, I was, you know, with my husband and we, you know, homeless people just sleeping all over the place. It just got worse because the city is neglecting certain things. Right. So the pandemic just changed a lot of things. Like they just stopped caring. You know, mental illness, people, you know, these people are homeless for a reason. You know, um, either they want to be, they don't want responsibility or they have mental illness. Or, you know, something major just happened in their life that they're, that they're in that situation. But I don't really feel safe. Like, I, I, I don't even come off the island unless I have to. You know, I stay in Staten Island because it's like I'm just making a life here. My whole family's in Brooklyn. But Brooklyn is crazy. It's, it's crowded. It's a lot of people. And they just don't care anymore. There's no, you know, empathy for people in life. It's like, it's just... Yeah, I, I, I am nervous going out, especially getting on the train. So I drive everywhere I can. So to avoid yeah, yeah. nonsense. You know what I mean? To avoid nonsense. Well, I you know, I, I feel and this is just recent, you know, this is a recent uh issue that I have. Is even when I go to stop and shop or go to CBS or, you know, Whatever public place, I feel unsafe because I mean a lot of these yeah. sh- the shootings are in public places. Yeah, I, I, you go I to the mall. When I'm when I'm outside, I, I look at people. I, I I watch their moves, and I'm ready to just like knock somebody out if you know I see them trying to do something to me. It's it's, it's going to be a problem, even though I'm not armed. I just you know sometimes you get a sense of insecurity knowing somebody's not right. You know, somebody's yeah. Just out so there. you're not only just going to say something; you're going to do something, right? Hell yeah, I'm gonna defend myself. <laughs> we need Hell more like yeah. you. We need more like you, mm-hmm. Ernest. How about you? You ever think about that when you're out and about shopping? So, one, I don't do a whole lot of uh, public shopping. Um, that's just not my. I, I go to, uh, you know, I shop for suits. That's so I'm I'm pretty good at that. Um, and because I don't live directly in the city, I do work in the city. I work in D.C. Um, so going to work actually has created some anxiety for many of our employees that work there. For example, a lot of the kids, when they get out, our, my building's right across the street from uh, one of the schools. And when them those kids get out, they're smoking, they're fighting, they're clogging the, uh, they come to our stairwell where our parking deck is at. So we've actually had to get on Metro Police um, and the local MPD. So that way there are more enforcement there. So, but, and then there's been shootings that's happened right right in front of the building. Um, 
there was a shooting up the street. There was a shooting, and someone had, had got shot right in front of my, my my building. This is only within the last month or two. For me personally, because wow. of my training and my awareness um, of how to avoid situations, how to defend myself in a situation, I'm comfortable. But I've also been in. I've also trained to be in war. I've been in combat, and so it's a different type of thing. However. The, the the necessity for me to be in a mindset where I can compare it to combat and for me to be prepared on that level is problematic in itself. So despite the fact that I'm comfortable and I don't have this level of fear, I do find it to be ridiculous that I have to think about it in that way right. in order for me to have that level of preparation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I want to piggyback off of that, um, knowing and having an instinct. Because, um, well, Walter knows I was a martial artist for a while, like twenty, almost twenty years. So I have these instincts, and then when I go to parties, you know, everybody wonders why I leave at midnight. <laughs> I just have a feeling all the time something drama is going to happen after midnight because chicken and liquor don't mix. Like it's, it's you know, they're eating chicken, they're, they're drinking. They're acting a fool. Uh, uh, so I cut out. I cut out. And then, yeah. And everybody's starting to listen to me. They're like, Michelle, you wasn't lying. 12 o'clock, as soon as you left, something happened. I said, I have always have a feeling that people act up after midnight. So I break out. Like, I'm like, I get these instincts. And they're like, you know, how do you know that? I said, because I've been around stuff hanging around after midnight. And that's when people start acting stupid. So, you know, it's just, I'm not paranoid. I won't say I'm paranoid. I just, like, I'm aware. Like, I pay attention to a lot of things. And I don't put myself in rooms that I don't need to be in. All right. Put it that way. Okay, okay. I wanted to, um, something that you had said, Walter, about, and, and the matter you and Michelle were talking about, you know, being afraid. That's part of the reason why people are using that to promote loosening the restrictions. Because... The, they're using it to sit there and say, okay, well, everyone needs to be armed. Everyone needs to have a gun because I'm afraid of if I'm gonna, if somebody's going to harm me. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of the big black guy. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of, of the, the young teenager. I'm afraid of this person. And if I'm in a situation and I have my gun, then I can, I can deal with it. And all I have to do is say that I was afraid. And so... Mm -hmm. They're they're using it and twisting it in a way that 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 um, is uh, that becomes um, a compound like an issue where people are trying to rationalize. Okay, do we need guns? No, we don't need guns. But I'm afraid, so I do need a gun. And if I shoot somebody, I can say that I'm afraid, and I'm, I'm able to get away with it because that's what we're seeing in the yeah in, in the news. That's right? that nervous so shooting. Like, okay, yeah, right. So it's nice. So I either I'm gonna get got or I'm gonna get somebody, mm -hmm. and 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 none of it. Back to what Walter, what the, the example that Walter had, had gave as far as okay, we're gonna go out in like the wild wild west, and hey, meet you at high noon, and this is what we're gonna do. Right. That level that's gone. Like no one has yeah. that level of fortitude to sit there and say that you know I, this is how we're gonna resolve our issue. So. So now, what is the so how, what's the what is the resolve, right? Do we not have any guns at all, knowing that people already have guns, right? 
And so your ability to, or how do we enforce the guns that we have? So one, I believe it's an enforcement thing. Two, I believe it's a, I'm going back to the, how do we resolve the ideations that individuals have to either commit homicide or suicide? And the third part, how do we keep people from committing any particular crime? Because some of these crimes come out of, uh, again, fight or flight for, you know, people are hungry, they're selling drugs because of this, because of that. And so they're in, in, in situations that I, I guess are a catalyst for, for, for carrying weapons um, and put them in a dangerous situation. But we need to address poverty. We need to address homelessness. We need to address people who are don't have opportunities for employment, education, et cetera. Um, and I think that's a way of being able to attack them. I mean, it's, it's not an overnight you know, resolution, but I believe that that can address many of the things that we're discussing this evening. Yeah, but just to, just to reiterate, Ernest, is... I mean, there's no safe place. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, you could be at work. You can have a disgruntled employee or somebody that was fired come back and shoot everybody in the office. All right? You can be at Walmart. You can be at the movies, clubs, parks, schools, even walking down the street. You know? I mean, so that the proliferation of guns, you know, even though I endorse, I mean, I, you know, I believe in the Second Amendment. But really, you know, let's be honest. The, we we move from a defensive posture in terms of protecting our property and, and, and family to an offensive posture. There's no defense when you got AK 47s and all these clips and stuff like that, and you belong to these white supremacist organizations and the reemergence of, of Jim Crow. Because that, that's primarily what I'm, what, what I'm aiming at here. Well, yeah, so... Um, matter of fact, there was a question you had about the black um, RA or DRA. Yes. Establishing one. Right. So, one, I mean, I think I'm sure you may know, Michelle may know that. I mean, obviously, we were actually a part of the NRA. And... If we want to um, change things, I think believe that we should gain membership in the NRA in order to being able to get more people involved, and more more of the of us who believe in common sense laws and changes in order to being able to lobby. Or, to your point of starting um, a Black Rifle Association, but I, I but I believe that. By labeling a Black Rifle Association, it it, it gives a uh, kind of a, a it does is a, obviously a racial connotation because it's it's you know it's racially based right versus right. A national right. a, versus a national movement that's all, that is inclusive supposed to be inclusive right in order to being able to address national issues. So I I. I I do support the initial uh, init- uh, the initiative to start something where we can combat or lobby against what the um, NRA is currently doing and their ability to being able to influence uh, laws and, and as well as elected officials um, on in on Capitol Hill on the federal level, but on the federal, state, and local levels for that matter, um, and that. But that just causes for us to have to be 
uh, educated, empowered, and equipped to being able to do so. Um, and then we have to be willing to stay the long haul for it and understand that the NRA has been around for decades and it's not going to be an overnight you know, resolution to, to being able to address some of these ills that are happening in our communities. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if they absolutely. can reverse a law from 50 years ago, they can work on that. I agree. I agree, Michelle. Yeah, they definitely can work on that. I, I think that whether it be the NRA, the BRA, or uh, we do need to, you know, do a 180 in terms of uh, the way we look at guns. You know, I'm, I, I I was never a proponent of gun of guns. You know, having guns and you know with kids and stuff like that. But you know, if you are trained on usage and, and things of that nature. Yeah, by all means, yes. I think that uh, we should exercise our rights under the Second Amendment. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. I, I, and, and operate in the First Amendment uh, and, and, and anything else that we are protected uh, against. Michelle, let me ask you one question mm-hmm. about the laws in, in Staten Island. Do y'all have, I mean, that's part of New York City, so there's no concealed carry in Staten Island, or did that ruling no. by the Supreme Court overturn that? No, no, there, there's no concealed weapon down here. Okay, so, okay. Just, you know, it is a Republican city, but, you know, you do have a, there's crime, there's gun violence in every neighborhood, not just in the black ones out here. You have your, you know, your bad apples everywhere. But no, no concealed weapons at all. And, you know, this is more, I mean, even though it's a Republican area, it's more of a, uh, a family, children, you know, area, you know, um, family-oriented community. So like a generational type thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I think that's it for me uh, in terms of the questions I'm going to ask today. But Ernest, you have any any parting words before we go? Turn it over to Michelle. Um, not really. One, I, I mean, thank you for you know uh, an excellent show. Um, thank you uh, to Blockchain DXB for for tuning in um, and, and asking questions. Um, hopefully, we've been able to. Hope I've been able to add some value. Uh, to Definitely. This conversation. Um, and like I said, um, the one thing I, I will add before departing is the, just to reiterate that we need to be more educated. We need to make sure that we empower ourselves and those within our community. And we need to be equipped to being able to address any of the social ills that are happening. And we have to be willing to endure um, so that way we can see these things all the way from the beginning to the end. Um, for whatever change that we want to happen in our community. So stay blessed, stay black. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Michelle, you have, uh, before you go to. No, you know, I was going to say, you know, educate yourself as well. Be careful out there. Be mindful of others. You know, when you have these handguns, especially children, they get in the hands of kids too often, you know, and, you know, do it legally. You know, do it the right way. Have 
you know, if you're going to bear arms, make sure it's a legal right to do it and in your area and just follow the law. You know, don't go out there thinking you're a vigilante or, you know, uh, supervising a neighborhood that nobody asks you to do. You know, just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that guy in Florida. I don't think that, you know, a gun says, you know, a gun gets... Gives you bigger balls when you have a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. When I go to the range you know, with my gun, I feel. Right. I don't take gun. I use one there, but when I got it yeah, in my hand, I feel mm-hmm. different. Yeah, you feel you feel different. I've been to the gun range once, and I didn't like it. So, and that was last year I went, and I just felt like you know, it's just a mass destruction for me. That's it. But thank you. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, that's it, folks. Uh, just stay safe. You know, and uh, just keep going forward, pushing forward. Don't let anything get you down to the point where you stop moving. All right? right. Just keep moving. And thank you, Ernest. Yeah, thank you, Ernest, for all your input. It's always a pleasure. And thank you to our audience for joining us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, And I'm going to let you. On Sunday. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yep. No, I'm sorry, Michelle. It's all good. This show will be rebroadcast this Sunday at 3 p.m on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your, or listen to your podcast. So thank you all. Please follow The Walt Weekly on IG and Facebook and www.thewaltweekly.com for Walt's Corner. Thank you all. Stay blessed. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. All right. Good night.